Okay, I pushed the big red button. Oh, hang on. I'm hanging on. No, cancel. It's not that one. It must be that one. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Getting yes. tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce, the Yank, and Major Socks. I love the fact that that's very clearly pasted over the top of the old one. <laughs> no, that's a completely new audio file. And this is getting tabled with your host, Major Socks. Finally, after uh, almost seven months now. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Yeah, whatever. And then we got the Bruce. Well, George was happy to ignore me every time I reminded him. But then somebody else reminded him and it forced him to actually say something and do something. What? I have been constantly harassing you over that for months. That's fair. To fair, I get constantly hey, folks, harassed. Well, getting tabled. How's the hey, week been, guys? Good. Been real good. Um, boring and then exhausting all of a sudden, suddenly. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, shall we chat about some news? Uh, this stuff? Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. All right. Plays Games Workshop games. Oh, wait, no. That's We need to talk about actual news, not stuff we make up. What on earth were you... What? <laughs> I am glad I caught you off guard, Bruce. <laughs> I don't know what on earth George is on, but we'll make sure uh, he doesn't have any more next time. Um, okay. Black, Black Templars are out. Uh, this, is, this is an interesting one, because this has been something that most of the communities have been screaming for for months. And when I say months, I mean literally that they've been asking for this for... A very, very long time. Um, and they've finally done it. Um, I don't know how they're going to appear on the tabletop at this stage, but that's okay. Um, just as a reminder, the link that you guys are looking at is an Australian one. And it's actually priced not too badly. I mean, it's only a supplement, but still, it's, it's not I was going to say, some of the, the monies don't look too terribly bad. No. Let me let me put, put that uh, into uh, real money real quick. It may not be up for you yet. I don't know. I got it. So the first thing I'm going to point out, though, too, is I love the simplicity of the dice because yes, Iron Cross, I agree with you on that. Black dice, white pips. I mean, come yeah. on. And it's it's as black Templar as you're going to get. Like, you don't want color in it. The whole point is that they're boring and black and white. Boring's not the right word, but um, dull. They're boring. The, the highlight of the release is obviously the codex because this is what people have wanted for a long time. But I'm probably going to concentrate mainly on the combat patrol box because from a news perspective, it's more interesting to talk about. Uh, it's a fairly standard-looking starter set, honestly. Uh, you've got the... Uh, what's that thing? That you, you've got the... Um, you've got your tank. Is it the Redemptor? I forget what that thing's called. It's the Primaris thing that is ridiculously big for for yeah. how, for the role it fills. Um, and then you've got some actual heroes, and that particular hero, like the main one with his cape flowing and everything, is absolutely gorgeous. I really love that mini. Uh, can we talk about how epic the, uh, I'm guessing Sergeant looks with just the blacked out armor and then the red trim on his shoulder pads? Yep, that one this, this guy? Uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. 
No. Yeah. Oh, I was talking to the guy oh. in the bottom right from the second where, you know, he's pointing, he's got his bolter rifle. Oh, okay. He, I think he's just one of the regular guys. But yeah, no, I, I, that is a really nice pose. Um, can, can we poke some fun now? Sure, poke as much fun as you like. Why did they feel the need to do the actual, like, you know, um, oh, like fryer haircuts on some of the freaking guys? I will agree with you 100% on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, really? Like, just shave their head or give them, like, normal hairdos. There's no reason to give them the stupid bowl cut. I don't know Black Templars well enough to know if this was always part of their thing, but I suspect it probably would have been. And I'm admitting here that I don't know, but given that they're so heavily based on something from history, it just wouldn't surprise me if they went wholeheartedly with the whole monk look. Sure, I, I get that, but in this day and age of you know stereotyping and stuff, like that's something we don't need to do, in my opinion. I th- I think it's oh, absolutely. I, I don't disagree dumb, with you at all. I think it's the absolute dumbest thing they can do on a mini. Now that also said, uh, that flamer, that flamer looks amazing. Uh, top yes. top right next to the tank. Yep that that flamer looks baller. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's really really nice. Um, headed back, codex-wise, I mean, we've seen the artwork for the codex already. Uh, if you really want to spend too much money, you can buy the Special Collector's Edition, uh, and then you can argue with the internet about how you reckon you're going to sell it for a profit one day when you know for a fact that you never will. Wait, what? Yes, I said that out loud. Bite me. Um, (laughs) it's the same book with a different cover. If you really want it, buy it. It's just, you're paying more than double the price for it. It's up to you if you like it. I'm not going to sit here and praise them over it. Um, as far as ever, like that's the only shade I can really throw at them, though. I th- this is a, I think this is genuinely a very solid release. Um, High Marshal Hebert is possibly one of the highlights. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I like the mask, but it is very faithful. I did not even see this dude. I quite like it. The um, only thing so, is, like, his, like, little crowny thingy around the top of his head looks a little weird. So if you click on the images, there's a shot of the back of the box, and then there's the alternate helm sculpt. And that. Oh, that, hell yes. Yeah. That looks with, cool. With the, with the helmet, I would argue that that's one of, the, one of the minis of the year. From them, at least, anyway. Right. That's really, really nice. Um, but uh, and, uh, like I said... Uh, I think this is a very, very solid release from Games Workshop. To be fair, it's actually a fairly, so- a very quiet fortnight from Games Workshop. Uh, we do have a couple of teasers of what else is coming, and I'm going to move on to our everybody's favourite game to talk about, Aeronautica Imperialis, because it's like the most popular game in the world. It does have a following. It still surprises me because I've never seen anybody play this, uh, uh, with the exception of Michelle. Michelle plays this, I know. But, like, this genuinely has a strong following, and I've never seen anybody play it. Uh, but we're getting Necrons, and my my immediate thought with Necrons coming was, oh, I don't need to be tempted. I don't want to play this, <laughs> because Necrons would actually tempt me. I like the look of the Necron starships. I always have. Um, and it still feels very faithful. I, I like the update they've done to the Phoenix Bomber. That's I, I genuinely think that looks really good. That's the Stingray-looking one down the bottom and you can't tell me that doesn't look like a stingray because we definitely know it does it's even got the barb on the end 
Well, stingray simply don't have like that big a hole in their front. You know, they just have a little like. Well, true. Also, they have sails and not moons for bodies. That's also true. But it reminds me of a stingray. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that these are actually the same kit. I'm pretty sure you can build both of these from the same one. I, I would say, looking at it, I, the the one looks like it's got three extra pieces. Yeah. Um, Major Socks is our resident lover of everything Games Workshop. <laughs> Any any strong any opinions on this at all? I actually think it's two different models because if you look at the the body, the main body of the of the two, there's separate pieces. Unless you glue, unless there's all right. I was more I was more meaning like, about the models themselves. But, but I do like them. I mean, you do like them. I do. Yeah. Not that I would ever. Oh, I'm a fan. Game. And then moving on from the shade that I threw their way last episode we have some new stuff coming for forge world and the weird thing is is that they dropped off since i added it last that's okay the browser won't load for me so oh hey was it really these three items it was supposed to be more than that (laughs) all right if you tick uh new releases it'll fix itself um, I think what's happened is that they've come off pre-order and they've gone on to being available since I did this last night. Oh, okay. Oh, looks like we got some uh, some Blood Bully stuff. Lots of Blood Bully stuff. Yeah. So, look, yes, but the, the thing that you've, you've obviously noticed is the new book for the Horace Heresy books is out. Uh, that's going to excite some people. I'm not one of those people. Uh, I have no real interest in playing 30K. Uh, I understand why people do. It's just not something I'm really interested in. The Blood Bowl Croxigore is one of the things I wanted to look at. Because, A, I'm kind of, I thought that they'd done this already, but they haven't. And they definitely I'm haven't. Not, are we available to order? Or? Uh, it's pre-order. Pre-order. Are you not seeing the Blood Bowl Croxigore oh, got, got, either? Gotcha, okay. So I was looking at new releases, not just the pre-orders. Okay, Croxigore. That's because I got asked it. you to tick that as well, so that you could see everything. Well, all I had was pre-orders, and it's like, then you said there was more, and I'm like, what? And so I untick that, and I'm there. I'm, I'm with it. I'm super green. Apparently, yeah. So, look, it's a Lizardman with, with a football aesthetic. I mean, yay. Uh, you're either going to love that or you're not. I, I really like the Croxagore. Um, I, I think he's quite a nice-looking model. I mean, I'd say it looks pretty good. I'm a fan. Uh, the, the, the thing the that thing I'm laughing about is it, it. God bless it. Stop. Stop it. There we go. No, that's. I am having issues interneting. There we go. Um, big new releases you can get from Forge World are Citadel painting handles and crap. Yeah. That's all <laughs> yeah, that's which, which is not even new. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, it is new on the Games Workshop stuff. Because what, what Forge World try to do is do bundles so that you don't have to buy things from their store and the Games Workshop store. But ironically enough, you can't do that from the Games Workshop website, which is interesting. Why don't they just make it one website? That's a very good question. I mean, now, seriously. I'm sending you boys a link because the thing that the other thing that we were supposed to be looking at that's dropped off the pre-order releases since we loaded that, well, since I loaded it, is here. This is what was supposed to be the interesting part, because we've got some Necromunda stuff. Oh, was, okay, I was thinking they were Blood Bowl, but that also makes sense that they're Necromunda. So, the Cordor, I'm going to say Stick Shambler? 
is just all kinds of weird. And I, I mean that in a positive way. I mean, it's, that it's looks very like the weird. Dude and... from uh, Mad Max who had the little dude riding on his back. Mm-hmm. See that? I find it interesting that they've literally welded metal over his face so that he can't see where he's going. I guess the idea is, is that the, the, the rider is steering him with the gun, I suppose. It seems like an odd choice. To, to me, this is a mini that's kind of... It, it's it's weird for the sake of being weird without it really making a lot of sense to me. Because, I mean, whether you want him to be in control of where he's going or not, a, a creature is not going to be walking very well at all if it literally can't see anything. Swinging his axe hand... His hands that are axes. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, that's just grimdark being grimdark. Uh, Clovis the Redeemer... This is a mini that had been teased quite a while ago, uh, but we're finally getting it. This was shown off during one of the one of the previews. It feels like forever ago. Uh, I don't remember the organ player guy being with him though. I think I actually prefer the organ player guy over the actual flamer guy. His face looks all sorts of creepy. I really like it though. See, so this is the weird creepy that I. Like, the, it actually feels like it makes sense to me, at least anyway. And finally, we have some birds, because, well, birds are awesome. Cordor Sheen birds. It's a terrible name, but they're really, really good-looking birds. Say, I'd say they're Cordor, because it's C-A-W, C-A-W Cordor. It's a call like a raven, I suppose. Yeah, Cordor. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, I really like these. I think they're really nice. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just birds. There's nothing. I mean, it's not the most groundbreaking of releases that we've ever seen, but... They look really so, nice. I will say this. The flight stands are totally ripped off of the Primaris dudes. Well, and they yes. work really well for these birds. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Because it's just a little tiny bird. It's not like, you know, here's a giant mini. Let's take a little tiny flight rod and, like, give you, like, you know, two square millimeters of surface to area to glue them together. And it's, that's all you've got to, to keep it together. Yeah. These, the, these particular flight stands tend to be something that people either love or hate, generally. Uh, I do agree with you. I think it works really well on these. Um, I don't think they always work on the Primera stuff, but it, that, I don't really have any strong negative opinions about them, generally. Uh, it's just that they're flight stands. There's nothing really uh, well, super exciting about flight stands to begin with. Well, so, okay, Drop Fleet Commander, you got nice straight ones. Sure, that, that works great for giant spaceships. All the other stuff prior to these Primaris ones... It was the same thing. It was a straight flight sand that just went straight up in. Yep. Or or you had assault marines who were standing on the ground. True. That's true. pretty boring. I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's, like I said, it's been a bit of a quiet fortnight from Games Workshop. Well, quiet's probably not the right word, but there's, because like, they've only just recently done Warhammer Day. There's no huge teasers that they're doing. Uh, but I think what we have seen has been fairly solid. I mean, there's a couple of things I can throw shade at, but it's not really much negative to say. Um, Moving on. Well, you just got super dark there, Bruce. I think yeah, it might like, be because oh. my screen was part of the reason why I was bright. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will fix that with the screen that I'm not looking at. How's that? Yeah, it's better. All right. It's because the screen is part of the thing keeping me bright. <laughs> you should fix that. Um, okay. So, moving on. Bushido are at Salute this weekend, like a lot of people are. 
Uh, and as part of their stand, despite the fact that they've said that they have nothing new this weekend, they do. Now, I need to give credit to this, to the Roll Better podcast, because they're the ones that have shown these models off. These have not been officially announced by GCW at this stage, but the big giant bear in the background, and there is a I better shot of him, isn't he him. cute? Uh, this is one of the most powerful models in the game right now. Uh, we have... I have seen his rules, and they are nuts. And the two samurai guys are part of a apparently going to be part of a new two-player starter set coming in around March next year. It's uh, five on five, uh, so there's ten models in the box, and they're all Ronin. And apparently, they will be able to work with your existing factions. So the idea is is that everything in this can be used for current players as well as new players, so people can kind of experience the game. Without having to, um, without having to make the decision as to who they want to play with yet, I suppose is the idea there. Um, I really like what they're doing with this. I, I really like the concept of it. Uh, their resin, which is new, that was kind of a bit surprising for me because GCW, uh, sorry, um, GCT are all metal models usually. Uh, I don't think it's incredibly surprising. I mean, for those that don't know, metal is becoming um, more and more expensive at the moment out in the real world, and that is kind well, of meaning that there's a few companies that are having to, whether they want to or not, reconsider whether they want to continue doing metal models or not because it's becoming unprofitable. So the other reason, too, is, you know, if they didn't have anything new to talk about and it was just like, hey, we've actually got these ready to go, and they were just cast in resin, thrown in a box... And then they went. No, 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 no. These are being produced in resin. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I may not have actually said that. They confirmed as going to be produced. That box is going to be in resin. Hmm. So this is a fairly... Unless they go back on that, or unless the unless the Roll Better podcast have gotten their wires crossed on that, but that's what's being reported. Interesting. I wonder if they'll go back and... Well, because at some point they're going to have to make new of the old stuff and, you know, if they're going to keep doing that. Here's the thing. Metal is expensive for now, but there's no... I mean, I highly doubt that it's going to drop in price anytime soon. Uh, And realistically, I mean, I know that most miniatures are made from fairly common metals, but mining and stuff is something that's becoming increasingly more expensive too, so... I wouldn't be entirely surprised if it just becomes inaffordable as the cheaper option. Because let's be honest, metal is used mainly because it's cheaper. Um, and, and I think easier to do the, the small batches in probably because then you know you're done. Right. You're not having to do injection and stuff like that. Yeah. And and I I think it's just a trend in the hobby. I mean, I remember back in the day when everything was 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 pewter and. Mm. I absolutely hated it because one rogue model gets loose and your entire army is chipped or spears get bent or broken. I I think the advent of, you know, and in the case of like, you know, Games Workshop and the starter sets for drop fleet, drop zone commander, you know, games like that where they can, they can take the time and do actual injection molded plastic. That's very nice and clean. Yeah. And then the resin on the stuff that's, you know, the more one-offs, you know, you're not buying 30 gajillion of them. I, I've ever since I got my first plastic minis, I was just like, metal's gross. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm with you 100% on that. 
and I, and I'm just wondering if it's not not just precluded to cost, but I'm just wondering if it's it's an industry trend we're going to see of you know the the people have spoken and the majority I've heard is, is yeah there's some people who are diehard metal, but I think a majority of the hobby is they want resin, they want plastic because it's easier to work with, it's easier to transport, it's easier to store, and it's easier. To, I'm definitely of that opinion, and it's easier to uh, glue resin and resin instead of resin and metal, like Warlord Games. Yeah. Warlord Games has resin models for their big stuff. And then the little metal bits for their little detail stuff, and it's a pain to try and glue yeah. those together and have them stay. Yeah, um, I think metal has been something that there is a very strong part of the community that scream over not wanting to go away for a long time. And I think part of that is because I think some of them have kind of suspected that this has been coming. Uh, I, I don't like. We're not going to get plastic for everything. It's too expensive for some companies to be able to oh, do. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and that's that's the benefit of resin. And don't get me wrong. I know that there's people out there that hate working with resin, and I understand why. But at the same time, if metal is going to become expensive, what's really the benefit of it? Because at the same time, most of these people, there's only so far that they're going to be willing to stretch their budgets to have metal instead of resin. And I suspect what's going to start happening is that metal's going to become more expensive. I mean, yes, some companies have been doing that already um, for profiting reasons, but, yeah, I, I kind of... I'm not saying that metal is gone now, but I do suspect that we will see the, the we will see it go. The well, fact yeah. that Corbus Belly, who is a company that had always said that they will never stop producing a metal are now starting to produce their larger minis in that new PVC thing we looked at a few episodes ago. That, I think, screams a lot louder than most people think it does. Uh, because, again, Corvus Belly were never moving away from metal, and they've started moving away from metal. So I suspect that most of them, at least the main industry, is going to move away. I suspect what you'll find with metal in about 10 years' time, is that it's really only going to be the small guys left that are, have a niche audience uh, that are willing to pay the extra for it, and I suspect that's where it'll stay. Just That's just my opinion. Um, because resin is not that much more expensive to produce. In fact, you could argue that it's cheaper sometimes. It's not always. But I suspect that it's going to become cheaper if this trend continues. Moving on, people that are watching the video version are going to be thinking... Bruce, you've had this story up for like four minutes of your rant. So why are we still talking about this? Okay, Blackside Studios. We've talked about these guys a couple of times. These are the guys that do that don't-look-back game that I'm completely obsessed with uh, because it's just really awesome. They are introducing a new game. It's currently on a like a pre-order sort of Kickstarter-y type thing. It's not actually a Kickstarter. They're doing it on their own website. They're just trying yeah, to get enough people like, to back it. I think I like this more than just like going on a Kickstarter. Like this is the company saying, we want to do this, please help us and not like yeah. go through some other platform. Like, you know, if you have enough following, you're going to get, your fans are going to do it. You don't need to like go through all the, the hype wagon and hype engine stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this game is called Violent Dark. And I am not saying that this game is alien. I am not saying that this game is aliens. But it might be about people inside a spaceship that's being hunted by things from another planet. Possibly. Um, in the cold depths of space is a violent place. It's it's very much pushing that aesthetic. Um, apparently they used to call it Anomaly. So this is a game that they've been working on for a while. 
Uh, it's actually 32 mil, so f- about your fairly standard size mm-hmm. uh, for heroic minis, at least, anyway. Um, three or five minis aside, it's on a 2x2 two two area, so this is a nice small game, kind of like Bushido is, but this is all going to be tight corridors, and it's very space-hulky, alien-y. Can um, I interrupt you right now, Bruce? Yes. If you look at tier one, the starter, look at what your free gift is. Bushkin the cat. Yeah, the cat. Yeah. Of all the things that survived, you know, the damn cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to bring up a larger what, version of what you actually George get it is in all three. To. It doesn't matter which tier you order it in. Well, yeah, but no, it's, that's, that's, that's your gift for pre-ordering. But yeah. Yeah, but, but the, the picture is on the... Um, so right off the bat... Um, the the Caramar class uh, freighter corset for one seventy. It's not a bad price. That looks nice. No, I agree. Um, right off the bat, for me, that just screams a nice, quick buy this, put it together, and you have a little mini Zen Mortalis uh set to play on. A pre-painted one too. Oh, and it's pre comes painted by the. It all comes <laughs> pre-painted. Um. Been designed really well too. Yeah. Again, I think this is a great example of how far terrain has come. Like you know, just being able to buy something and have something amazing in the last five to ten years. And hell, if you really wanted, if you want to go the three D printing route, there's an option for you on that as well. USSR can. I mean, there's going to be a lot more time involved on that, but you could easily do it. Uh, The Comorant, the the expansion looks quite nice as well. This is just much tighter corridors and so forth mm-hmm. to kind of close everything in. I really, really like what they're doing with the... Like, there's going to be people out there that already have a lot of terrain that's going to be suitable for this, and that's fine. Buy the minis and play the game. Uh, but if you don't, they've done some really, really nice ways of getting you up to speed on this. Yeah, I was going to say, th- those those two uh, freighter sets right there, That that's just that's just nice terrain, period. Yeah. Um. This is really cool. I like this. I'm not gonna get it, but it's really cool. Yeah. Um. It's also worth noting that this is one of quite a few games in this area right now. Most of which are board games, though. There's also a really awesome role playing game for Alien out that I have played, and it's really cool. But moving on, TT Combat. Who are they? Uh, oh, no, Lewis, sp- you're doing it again. Shame on you guys, because this terrain looks awesome. Yeah, I, I, most of the new stuff that we're looking at here, because most of that Wild West stuff we looked at last time, uh, I think the church is the newest thing, so the oldest thing there that we hadn't looked at. Mm-hmm. But I want to look at this sci-fi stuff up the top, because this is all in the 15 mil range. This is all drop zone scale. Be a little big for drop zone, because drop zone is 10. So it'd be a little bit... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, it's 10 then. It is designed for it. Is it? Yeah, I was just I, I, I misquoted. Uh, UCM APC parked next to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely there for is. drop zone. I, I misquoted the scale. That's my fault. Uh, my point was supposed to be that look at the detail they're getting in square blocky things at such a small scale. Like it really, really works. Yeah, Lewis, it should be a crime that you guys have been able to do this in such a small scale. Yeah, that ventilation fan just looks pretty cool to have that sitting somewhere. I want the bank. The big <laughs> stone bank. Well, yeah. Stuff? yeah. I just want to point out, the very first time I saw a picture of, like, that front picture of Pitchstone Crossroads, I thought it was a boat. 
I don't know why. It's just kind of the shape of it, I think. Yeah, I could see that. You're looking at, like, a, a cross-section, half split down the middle. Yeah. As for the bank, I can't disagree with you, George. I really do okay. like this bank. And once again, it's all been designed so that you can pull it apart. Can we just order the p- entire Pitchstone set that they have, uh, like, pictured there? Like, just uh, click one button? I haven't well, seen one yet, so it may be separate. Because I was looking forward to it. I haven't got a bundle up for it yet, but... Lewis, can I have the bundle, please? (laughs) Send one to George. We don't know what the bundles are yet, and that's what our next story is going to be. In their community posts this week, they... And I accidentally closed it because I'm an idiot. Yeah, this is... They pointed out that we have some white box bundles coming again for, well, I'm going to say for Christmas. They haven't actually said dates, but I presume that this is for Christmas because that's usually when they do their big box bundles. So we do know what a couple of them are. There's a big sci-fi gothic one here. These are usually always, like, insanely good deals. Um, So there's that ruined Aquila set. Uh, There's this one here that's, like, they're calling it Savage Domain, but it's very fantasy-esque to me. It's all ruined and stuff as well. And then we have another one, which is all industrial and stuff. And there's going to be, there's still eight more kits to be revealed. One of which might even be something that's unreleased. So I'm kind of hoping that Pitchstone ends up going on it. Uh, I can tell you straight up front that a lot of that Wild West stuff is very, very tempting for Wild West Exodus. Like, that would look really, really good on my table. I just, there's something about, like, I would love to have, like, you know, like, do a kill team game, right? You know, where you got some Tyranids, and you got your Space Marines, and they're walking through Deadwood, right? Just, yeah. the Imperium has landed on, you know, the Wild West planet. <laughs> um, This is really cool. Um, Yeah. Uh, I really as far as the new a... stuff is concerned, I don't know if I can pick a favourite, but it might. It's either the bank or the church. As much as we've seen a thousand churches in terrain in our time, I think that might be so, my so favourite of them. As you are correct, you know we've seen a lot of churches. Um, I mean, they're not hard to do. I mean, you a building that's longer than it is wide, you put a steeple on it. You know, the, the obligatory you know uh, icon at the top of it. You know, and it looks good. Who does banks, right? I mean, yeah, and yeah. not even just you know a normal bank. No, this is a two-story bank. Like this yeah. is a highfalutin bank, and and it's only sixteen pound, which ain't bad. Like TT Combat are always very very competitive with their pricing, but that's a steal. I, I'm I'm clicking all this. Oh wait, okay, I can do it that way. That's faster. Um, let's see. Oh my! Stop it with the pop-ups, please. Okay, so everything on that page—that is uh, the pitch down. It's 114 pounds. Not bad. And I'm pretty sure the picture that you're looking at, where they join them all together, I'm pretty sure that's a three by three board. I could be wrong. It could be a four by four. I'm pretty sure it's three by three. It's kind so, of hard to tell because there's no actual measurements on it. But it would right. make more sense that it would be three by three than four by four. So let me let me 114. Uh, and that's very, very densely populated, regardless of what the scale is. There's a lot of... That's a lot of terrain. That's $150 for all it's of that. very, very good value. Those, those six sets And right most there. of this is really easy to build. 
Yeah, per, per the uh, the the system that Luce's uh, boss right. came up with, uh, his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. According to that skill system, yeah, it's these are all super easy to build. Um, and and quick too. Well, a couple of them are quick. One of them's uh, yes, main but that. The, the main street is multiple buildings, though. Yeah. And multiple yeah. complicated buildings. They're all large. There's a reason that's going to take a while. Lewis, if, you, if you'll uh, send me a message, I'll give you my address. Go ahead, just send those to me, please. I, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't play Wild West Texas. I have nothing Wild West, but I just, I love the Wild West terrain just because it's, yeah. no one does it. No. Uh, good job yeah. there, TT Combat. Agreed. Moving on. Uh, I think it was about two months ago now we covered Delta One's game initially. Yeah. They had all of those mi- those modern uh, military minis. They have an expansion on Kickstarter at the moment, which came it's very left to center. Well, it's not finished yet, but it is funded, so... Yeah, uh, and it's funded very well, too. Uh, it's been going very, very nicely. So this is a 35 mil scale. So it's on your... Uh, well, there's a few things in that scale, I suppose. Uh, 2 to 14 minis aside, 12 plus, 2 players. Uh, so you've got a new Eastern... You've got new Eastern block minis. You've got new NATO stuff. Uh, this is very much an expansion on the original game. Uh, but you can get the original game as part of one of the pledges. So they're in the middle of unlocking stuff at the moment, which is nice. But given that it was something that we kind of covered on one of our Aiming to the Indies, I thought it was worth pointing this out. Uh, you're looking at... How much are we looking at? 79 bucks, uh, 79 Australian bucks for just the um, expansion. Or 210 if you missed out on the original stuff. And then you get the original stuff as well. So, nice looking minis. A couple of pictures there showing you it in scale with other stuff. So it's about the same sort of scale as... Infinity and so forth. Ten bucks postage to Australia. That's not bad. They'll be losing money on that. Twenty-four bucks. That's Australian bucks uh, to post to the US. Uh, and that again is like that. They'll be losing money on most of this postage. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, it does state that it's only price guide, so that those values may change. But that that's very very fair postage wise. I know how expensive postage is over here. And it's when I sent you those when we sent you those biscuits, it was a lot more expensive than this. <laughs> and this would be a lot. This will be a lot heavier than they were. I remember that because that was like I re- I went to the postal thing and I was like, "How much did you spend on these? Like twenty dollars?" And it was like twenty five dollars in shipping. Yeah, I I was very unhappy. <laughs> All right, moving on. Back to metal minis. Speaking of, I know, right? Okay. Uh, I, I'm just going to say this right now. This is one of my favourite things that I have ever seen. This is an army of gnomes, and they are done the way that you expect that gnomes should be. It's the pointed little hats, and the only thing you can see is their big nose sticking out through their beards. This is so cliche, it's hilarious. They're fighting with spades and garden tools. Like, this is gnome. literally your gnomes from your garden. Yep. Playing on the tabletop. Yeah, they're they're uh, about the size of the bad moon goblins from Age of Sigmar. It looks like. Yeah, I I love this so much, Bruce. It's only twenty dollars to get the entire army shipped to Australia. 
I'm very, very tempted by these, and I have absolutely no reason to buy them because I would never use them. But they just look so cool. I like the one right in the pig. Yeah, the gra- the greenskeeper. The greenskeeper. Yep. I have seen a video of somebody previewing some of these minis, and they do look really, really nice. Uh, the only negative feedback he had, and it was kind of stretching a bit, was that he kind of felt that like everything kind of has shovels, and there probably needs to be other tools in there that you could use. I'm I love sorry, the fact they that they're using lawn darts. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just saw that one. Hey, they're, they're lawn gnomes. What are they going to have? They're going to have garden tools. And yeah. Now, lawn darts. That's that's the range units right there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care what game it is that you're playing. I don't care how serious in Grimdark the opponent is. This will work even if only to annoy your opponent. Like, these are just so good. There's so much character here. It just works so well. There, there's so much character with only a nose showing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I may Ruth, end up... Ruth, I, I applaud this find. This is this is stellar. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of this, you only have six days left to back this particular campaign. Uh, so you'll want to get on that quickly. Uh, if you're watching the video version of this, it will be closing at some stage today. Unless you're one of our patrons, in which case, you've already seen this. Plugging our Patreon. Moving on to a game that I was almost going to cover last episode, but I kind of deleted it at the last minute. Monster Apocalypse. Now, this is a campaign being run by Mythic Games. They are working with... Uh, Privateer Press. I had to think who they were called for a second. And when I first saw this being advertised by Mythic as coming soon, my first thought is, but this game already exists. Why is there a Kickstarter for it? So what they've actually done is they've converted the tabletop game into an all-in-one box. It's kind of tabletop meets board game in that sense. Uh, And they've kind of adjusted the rules and so on and so forth a little bit and kind of updated it a little bit. So everything that's new in this can still work with the tabletop game, but it's also a standalone board game. Uh, And it's the standalone board game that you're helping fund here. Um, We've covered a couple of the model ranges. This is the one that had like those really cool wasp minis that I was very tempted to buy at one point. Uh, Still tempted to sometimes. Um, Basically, this... It's Godzilla... It's Donkey, uh, it's um, King Kong, it's Rampage. Like, pick a giant monster movie where they're destroying the cities, and that's this is what you're playing. Uh, it's just done on the tabletop. I, I this is something that I think to some extent we've all wanted to play at some point. Um, I don't know what tempts me more, whether it's the Wasp or the Simeon Corp, because I really love the look of that Godzilla, not Godzilla, King Kong. You you, you want to know what tempts me, Bruce? What? Nothing. Nothing. Yes. After dealing with the uh, the round two pledge for Super Fantasy Brawl and going weeks and weeks and weeks without getting response from messages, only to find the massive release on the the mythic stuff of we're not directly re- replying to messages here. You will have to email us. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you on that. That's definitely so, a positive so, experience. Um, 
if you're gonna ask you know people to crowdfund and like support an idea to help get it off the ground you need to reply to them if they ask you a question you need to respond if you're gonna ask for a hundred and sixty dollars and someone says blah 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 is this gonna happen you need to reply with yes no maybe something not crickets chirping in the background that's my yeah. two cents right now um as to, to, to put it into uh, perspective, as much shade and uh, discontent you threw towards Simon for what they used the platform for, and seeing Mythic kind of doing the same thing, and then doing that, though, I've, I've got quite a bit of discontent for Mythic right now at this point. Their stuff's still pretty cool. I'm not opening my wallet for them, though. Well, I will, I will say this. Mythic... Are starting to be on Kickstarter just as much as Simon are, and I'm not going to sit here and say otherwise. Uh, they're not quite to that level yet, but they are getting very, very close to it. Um, speaking of which, it's been a while since we've had an update for round two as well. Yeah, uh, I, uh, there is something, and I, I didn't read it because I'm on. Oh, actually, long hang time. on. I backed after the fact, so I wouldn't see their updates. Never mind. Ignore me. No, there, there is something. Um, I'd have to log in, but we, you know, there was a, a round two update. Um, yeah, the, the, the anyway, I just th- I thought this was interesting. Like, this is not something I'm going to be backing, uh, as much as to some extent this is a game that I, I would love to play. I, I don't really feel I need this version of it. Um, when I could just go on, like it, it already exists as a tabletop game. Uh, I mean, I get expanding the audience. I still don't think this belongs on Kickstarter. I just don't. Uh, it's been wildly successful, and hey, yeah, great for them. But I just, I just don't think this belongs on Kickstarter. It, it, it's a property that already existed. That's how I felt. But Major Socks, yep, you've so got some guys, feelings on this next one. Yeah. So as you guys know, I uh, kickstarted a game a while ago, uh, Company Heroes, the board game, um, and I just found out that they are going to be having a 2.0 version. Uh, late quarter one of next year, uh, their 2.0 Kickstarter will come out. Um, they actually have some printouts that you can already do for their commander's board. So if you go to the second edition preview, you can, and you click on the commander's edition, you actually can kind of see what kind of changes it already having. And this game is not, I would say it's less than a year and a half old. And so they're thinking about doing a 2.0 yeah. just from player feedback and stuff like that. Um, but they said they were going to do a 1.5 that way if there were changes or whatnot or that if people wanted to add stuff later on they could so i'm looking forward to this one um as you can kind of see behind me i pulled it back out and it's actually on the table right now being played <laughs> so i'm getting excited for this one so yeah kind of early but we'll we'll get more information on this when it when it releases obviously yep. not happening until first quarter of next year is going to make talking about the details of this a little difficult. Uh, but definitely something to be... Because this has had some fairly positive feedback, this game. Yeah. So it's going to be worth keeping an eye on this one, I think. Yep, for sure. Um, part of my brain goes, isn't it a little early for second edition? But at the same time, they were talking about how they were going to give people a second chance to buy this. So it kind of makes sense that, well, if you're going to do that to give people another chance, then, hey, you should update it and give people a reason to buy it as well. So that that does kind of, it does is, actually kind of make sense. Is this going to ever hit retail shelves or is this just... They are planning on it, yes. Okay. Um, 
that was that was their discussion too. They wanted to make sure all of their Kickstarters that backed it got all their product before they went into to retail. Sure, absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. But they had COVID hit, and so a lot of their production chains shut down too. Yeah. And so they are been a problem for trying, a lot of people. Yeah, so, just like everyone else. So I, I'm going to be in that same boat with Bruce. You know, that's a little soon for a second edition. But on the other hand, though, too. How long did it take for us to get a second edition for Drop Fleet? Well, we still don't have a second edition for Drop Fleet. You're thinking Drop Zone. Or Drop Zone, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was about five or six. Yeah, so. Officially. Um, speaking of, this is not in the run sheet, but I'm going to cover it very, very quickly because this is a story that got raised to me about a month or so now by Michelle. Uh, how familiar are you two guys with Dust 1947? Yep, I used to play that game actually yeah. quite a bit, so I know it very well. Is that the one that the uh, company was uh, closing its doors here recently? Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the one that I said I wasn't interested in covering, and we won't say why. In saying that, despite my negative opinion, it really sucks when somebody goes out of business. And that was a game that, despite all of that, had actually gone on to do some really good things. Like, that game should have been dead two or three times and actually yep. continued because of the fan base. And I would argue that we'll probably still see this game being played much like Blood Bowl was still being played uh, long after this company is gone. Um, it was a very unique setting. Um, like, some of the minis that you could get for that was just... Weird World War just makes so much sense as a tabletop game. Um, a, a, a it, it had a lot of potential. And I will be the first to put up my hand and say, look, the problems that I have are my problems and they're my opinion. Uh, and if that means that I want to miss out on a fun game, that's my problem. Um, but I never want to see anybody go out of business and that sucks. I'm still surprised that we haven't seen more of it because of the pandemic. I really, really am. I was expecting this industry to be hit a lot harder than it has been. If anything, I'd say this industry has gotten more to, you know, how do we get this to where people can just play by themselves? <laughs> well, that's been genuinely, like, there's been some genuinely really good good ideas come out of this. Well, and I think that. that's why Company Heroes did so well because it had a solo co-op expansion with the Kickstarter yeah. straight off. And so I got the set, uh, pulled it right out of the box and pulled my solo game board right off with it and had all the pieces for my solo. So I was able to play by myself. Yeah, I've got a couple of boys now that are starting to play it with me, but until they got old enough really to understand right. it a little bit better. Yeah. If you think of it this way though, any game that is a, you know, technically a cooperative game where the game has AI that you're playing against, you can play it by yourself. Yeah, but it's not always very fun cuz sometimes sometimes those oh. games rely on you working together and like sometimes playing by yourself in those games isn't very fun. Unless it's designed to be played by yourself. Well, what, what, what's more fun sometimes? You know, if you, you have a co-op game that you can play by yourself or, I don't know, other things. You know, or, 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 or fighting in a war game by yourself. And now my army does this. Like the guy with the checkerboard in the old Pixar thing where he's running back and yeah. forth on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, indeed. Except for this. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. 3D Alien Worlds. Now, this is a company we have covered before in our news. These guys release 3D printable terrain. Uh, I am a huge fan of their samurai stuff for a particular board game, a 
tabletop game that I play, but they do have other stuff as well. But that's where I'm going to start, because I'm sorry, but it's samurai stuff. The Temple Outer Gate looks amazing. Temple Outer Gate, let's start there. Wait, why can I not find it? There it is. I just found the castle. <laughs> oh yeah, this stuff is incredible. Like, this is all 3D sculpted. This is all designed to be printed on your 3D printer. Oh, the castle is multi-level. Yeah. That would be fun for a Bushido game there, Bruce. It'd be too big for the board. Probably, but that would be fun to play in. Actually, play in, yes. Speaking of which, Bushido very soon will be introducing some some 3D terrain rules for climbing and stuff. Oh. So, so you could just have this model so alone and that be your board. Then? You could have people on multiple levels and have your ninjas climbing up the outside of the building. Yes, you could. So you're going to get the castle and printer, Bruce? <laughs> going to get my 3D printer working properly first. Get my 3D that. print... My, 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 my FDM 3D printer, so not the resin one, the, the, the filament one, uh, because I was having trouble with it, I just put it on the too hard pile and, and I'll pull it back out when I have a chance to have a look at it with somebody. Uh, because I just oh, I was just getting frustrated. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking here real quick because this is something um and oh, I can't a uh, uh, Frostgrave board game or something like that we we talked about on the podcast. Um, so mm-hmm. in the samurai uh, terrain, they have a dice tower, mm-hmm. and I love it when you can take something that's part of the terrain. In this case, like, you know, this can just be part of the terrain and everything. Oh, but when you need to roll, you drop your dice in it and you get your results. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I want to see more stuff like this because I don't quite understand why it doesn't have, so why you don't have this more. Because it just makes so much sense. I mean, I realize that it's not as as easy as just, you know, adding a door to the outside of a building because you've got to do the internals and stuff too, but... And well, it just that, looks like a piece of terrain. Yeah, you just take off the, the, the top little steeple part, and that's where you drop your dice down, and then you can put it right back. Yeah, their their Necron stuff has one. Yeah. Let's go to the High Elf. Oh, the High Elf doesn't have much. Okay, how about... No? Uh, the High Elf set is kind of fairly newish. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of... I haven't seen much by these guys that doesn't look good. Uh, everything, like, there's so much detail on this. Uh, the Necron tier, there's some Tau stuff as well. Obviously, the Tau and the High Elf is the new stuff at the moment. I suspect that what you will find is that it will start appearing in all of this stuff. They even have ninja rooftop pieces that are like roofs of their samurai uh, models, the roofs. But you can use those as bases. Yes. In fact, I own the Zen Garden one. Okay. Wait, um, that one in the... Cool. Yeah, there's Zen Garden bases. And they're both square bases and round bases. Uh, and yes, there is a... Oh, where is it? Just above the... In that, in, down in the accessories. Ninja rooftop. Thank you. I don't remember why I went the way that so I did. So neat. Oh, I love these. They are so good. Are you thinking of when you could say you're, you'd have your Bushido stuff climbing over the roofs, based like this, and you could yeah. do just that? Okay, accessories. Measuring sword. Oh, yes. The that measuring awesome. sword is awesome. It's literally a sword that you can measure the game with, and they've designed it so that the little curved things in the blade are your inches. It's so good. It's so clever. Um, I love this almost as much as I love the Wild West stuff that TT Combat just <laughs> put out. This looks... 
So no, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Arsenal Industries or something like that. They did a lot of uh, Infinity Train. They had a uh, like a, a neo modern like samurai stuff and everything, which you know, you know, with the exception of a couple pieces, you know, totally work perfectly for feudal Bushido stuff. This way better than that, and 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 this is one of those things where it's like there, there's it's just aesthetically pleasing to look at. Yeah. You know, beyond the fact of that tower is just flipping amazing. Like, it comes apart, you know, so you have multi-level. Like, the game just takes place in the castle. You go up and down the floors. Like, you show up, sure, it's all in one piece, and then you lay out all the floors, and then you just go back and forth. Oh, I would love to do that. Hell, ignore Bushido for a minute. Take any rule set you... Take Space Hulk and do it. Yeah, oh... <laughs> Space Hulk in a samurai castle. Space Hulk, your, your samurai against Oni that the castle's been taken over by Oni. Like you could take, you could take. Don't look back and do it. Like you could take, you could break it down into very very simple measuring and like it doesn't even have to be the official rule set. You could build a game around that castle very very easily. Uh, I'm a big fan of what these guys do. Um, I've been tempted to show these guys off for a while. Like I said, we have covered them in the news a couple of times, uh, but I I, th- I really felt it was time to actually give them a real proper good look into. So, hobby time looks nice too. Hobby What's time. The canal sets. The canal oh yes, I did. I did look at the canal set on video, but I that was while George was talking about something else. Yeah, th- that looks so with the ninjas in the boats and oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, oh, the sumo ring. Oh, yeah, th- this stuff just looks good. Yeah. Period. Um, hobby time. Dream blue trying paint. Oh, uh, major socks. Should we start with the obvious person? Yeah. <laughs> we should start with the obvious person. Hey, George, open up your stuff. Look, I got a box. That's Fox so students. cool. And look, I have another box. Boxins. Oh, I'm supposed to open those boxes. Yeah, open them. Yes. Happy birthday. Start oh, with start with the one that was in the the one that looks like it was sealed by the company. Leave that to last because I think that's the one that I sent you. The bigger one, I think. I'm pretty sure that no, the smaller box in the other hand, other hand. This one. That mm-hmm. one. Start with that one. Start with this one. Yes. Oh, it's some. Oh, what the? It's a gnome. Why? I have a gnome now. This is. Oh, this is horrible. Oh my god. Ugh, let me. Let me. Let me. I do not like this styrofoam. It's just hold on. Um. Yeah. This is. This is interesting. Um, this is what George looked like before he got old. <laughs> Where the hell did you find this? <laughs> Talk to Casey. Oh, like, I don't know where to put this now. Go, go hide up here. Are you gonna? No, you're gonna. It's gonna fall. I over. would probably recommend your painting desk. Maybe it can be kind of like a little. Ma- oh no, no, that works. There you go. He's like a little hidden thing in the background now. I'll have to hide him better. <laughs> <laughs> No, I kind of like the idea of him actually being something that people see in the background and go, oh, I remember that. So, 
And I'm pretty sure that this is the one that I sent. You sent me black paper! Thank you, Bruce! <laughs> you did not. I did. You did not. I did. Bruce. <laughs> Ooh! I got a little knife sticker! Yeah, I didn't get a knife sticker. I suspect that that's something you should scratch up, because I suspect that's the invoice. I don't- what? I'm pretty sure that sticker is the invoice. Don't look at the invoice. What 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 sticker? I don't see what you're talking about, Bruce. This is so cool. I'm excited. I'm gonna open that later. Um, or while your guys are talking about hobby, because I haven't done anything. Uh, we're disappointed in you. What have you been up to, Socks? It looks like you've been playing. Yeah, again. company heroes on the table. Um, not much really. Uh, work has been kind of busy. Uh, we had a huge I can relate to that. contingent of, of guys that went down for an exercise out of country. They just got back over the weekend, so it was a lot of planning efforts and stuff like that. So uh, not a whole lot that I was wanting to get to. I didn't, never got to. So yeah, hopefully this week because they are back. So, But looks like George will have something to do in the next couple weeks. <laughs> Um, so for me, I mean, up until, like, I, everything was Conquest last month, um, and that definitely took a lot of my time. There's a reason that I couldn't keep that release schedule going, because it was just too much. But I'm very, very proud that I did it. Um, since then, I've received my Armada stuff after Australia Post decided to hold it hostage for a, a month. What? Uh, they almost. did not. They did. They oh, held it hostage? Australia, see, I ordered my Armada stuff and my Conquest stuff within a day of each other. And the Armada stuff arrived a month after the other one did. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're not sending their post. Australia Post are struggling with the backlog and they're not doing things in order, which is making things worse, I, I find. But I'm not going to rant on Australia Post again. Um... So that finally arrived. I, I did unboxings of all of that. Uh, I did have a couple of things that were broken. Nothing super major. Um, disappointing when things are broken, but th that's the way it is with, with anything, really. Um, otherwise, I finally got my queen. I was able to unbox that as well. I actually built that the other night and really enjoyed putting her together. She was really, really nice. Uh, she was unfortunately missing her base, but that's okay. I'm going to get one of those. Um, otherwise, to be fair, I've kind of been all, I've kind of been concentrating on more um, software stuff than um, I bought a couple of new hard drives for my computer, and I've been reorganising where everything goes. Oh, um, that's super fun! Oh, I've, I I had a lot of fun watching the percentage of my format countdown on my new two terabit hard drive and the one terabit m.2 drive that i'm using exclusively for recording or i plan to um it's just i, I cannot speak to just how much fun you can possibly have waiting for numbers to count up to 100 it's just i recommend it for everybody it's just so much fun i do that on a daily basis so i i, I know your know what you, how you feel about that I wasn't getting paid for it, though. <laughs> Sorry. I... Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's, been, it's been a good few weeks. Uh, I've been enjoying it. We, we have a subscribe button that pops up as an animation on our videos now. What? It's nice. great. 
It's like we're fancy. Or I do, on my side. And, yeah. So, game talk, I suppose. Uh... Talk nerdy to me. We are moving back across to Drop Zone Commander this weekend. And we are going to be covering the Resistance Command. Because it's the only command we haven't covered the yet. Resisty. So, I'm going to start with the Alexander Heavy Tank. Because it's a tank. Uh, this is 100 points. It's a squad size of 1, which I'm sure surprises everybody. Uh, it's got a 2-inch move. It has active countermeasures. Armor of 15, damage of 5. Its type is tank. I know that's surprising. Um, it has a 220mm equalizer cannon. Uh, there's no moving fire. It's front, side, and rear, you know, because it's a tank. Uh, its range of fire is infinite. Its counted is 18 inches. Uh, one shot, accuracy of 2 plus, 12 energy, and it's Devastator 3 for everything. This thing is nuts. So it's also, I'm, I'm yep. going to interject a little bit of realism. Um, so Captain Sox, you'll be familiar with this. So the Abrams, the America's main battle tank, its cannon is 150 millimeters. This is a two. Oh, this is nuts. Wow. Pretty much a naval show. Right? Actually, you're probably on the money there. Uh, yeah, let's... While I'm counting through the rest of us, somebody, one of you two look up the, 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 the millimeters of the naval stuff. Uh, we've got a Maelstrom grenade launcher. Uh, no movement fire. That is also front, side, and rear. Uh, it's got 18-inch full and 6-inch counted. It's got two shots. Uh, accuracy is 3-plus with 7 energy, and it's penetrative. Uh, and then you've got two chain guns, one on the left and one on the right. 36 inches or 18 inches counted, four shots each, and they are three plus with six energy, and they've got a focus of two. So and again, it's, it's a really cool looking tank. Yeah. So a 16 inch naval gun, which was what was used on the Iowa Iowa class battleship in World War II, that's 406 millimeters. So it's not quite 16 inches. What did you find, George? So if I remember correctly, I think the smallest naval cannon ever was, uh, I think, a 12 inch, inch gun. It, well, they had five inches on destroyers, but yeah, for the main main stuff, about twelve. So yeah, um, so this converts into an eight point six inch. So not quite, you know, naval artillery, uh, but an eight and a half inch round. That's good it's kind of nuts. That's yeah. So, um, Captain Sox, are you right to cover the Pizarro? Yep. So the Pizarro Hazard Walker. Has 95 points, uh, squad size of one again. Shocking. Uh, Eight-inch move, so pretty fast, little, little guy. Uh, active countermeasures, as well as evasion plus two. Uh, 14 armor, four damage. It's a walker type. It has an infiltrate of 12 inches. So I'm guessing when you deploy, you can infiltrate them up to 12 inches. Not very familiar with that rule. Uh, don't play resistance. It is rare, so you can't have... You can only... You're limited on the number that you have in your army based on points of your game size. Uh, for weapons, it has two different types of weapons. Uh, it has a chain gun, which is a move and fire of zero, of no move and fire uh, value. 
Full front arc uh, range full is 36 inches. Range countered is 18. Four shots, three plus accuracy, six energy, and focus two on that. And then it has industrial cutting claws. Again, no moving fire value added for that, so it can move its full eight inches and still fire. Front arc, one inch uh, full, one inch countered, four shots, two plus accuracy, energy 10, so just pretty much cutting through stuff. And then it has an optional whooping uh, capability. It has deforestation missiles. Uh, no moving fire value. Um, arc and uh, full f forward range full is 24 inches. Range countered is 18. Four shots, four plus accuracy, seven inch or seven energy. Devastator three for flammable scenery. So in other words, burn down the force as much as you want, and you can replace the chain gun with that at no cost if you want to. Does it depends on whether you're going to want to go for. What was that? Door? Sorry, I was going to say, does it play fortunate son while it shoots? You know, burn down the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it, it's very clearly going to be a matter of whether you want this to go against things or whether you want it to go against scenery. Yeah. Uh, I kind of get the impression with this that this probably used to be designed for forest and has been co-opted because, you know, it's resistance and that's what they do with a lot of their mm -hmm. things. Um, my screen capture is doing that weird thing again. Um, and then finally, do you the have it up, George? Hovercraft. It has a move of 10 inches, a CM of A, comma, E plus 1. Armor is 13, damage 3, type skimmer, special. It is resilient. Uh, the weapons is a double missile pod. It has no move and fire ray uh, number. Its arc is front. Uh, the RF is 36 inches. The range close. Uh, the range far range close is 9 inches. Uh, the show is 2. The ACC is 3 plus. E is 8. Special is penetrative. That sounds, that sounds naughty. And it's got a little um, special rule down there at the bottom? Yes, it has a scanner array. At any point during this unit's activation, pick an enemy unit within line of sight. Until the end of the round, friendly units re-roll dice results of one when rolling to hit against this unit's squad. So, so very much a support body, this one. Yeah, so based on what I know of, of Drop Zone Commander, the, the gun on this is pretty halfway decent. But that scanner array... That's pretty cool because that, that allows you to really just focus fire. And, you know, if you're Jason, you get to re-roll your ones. Yeah, and then roll once again. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, and I just want to say, this looks like it's something straight out of drops, uh, straight of, straight out of G.I. Joe. Oh, totally. It just, it just feels G.I. Joe to me. Yeah, because the, the G.I. Joe, they did have the big hovercraft that could drop the depth charges and stuff like that. It was it was a big old monster toy. Um, I can't remember if it was a Cobra or if it was G.I. Joe, though. Was, I think no. it was actually G.I. Joe. It was it was a Joe unit. Yeah. I remember, I, I grew up with that uh, 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 Saturday televised uh, government recruiting tool. <laughs> Try to tell me if it's anything else, and I will, I will tell you how you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the whole things behind that is that they wanted to well it was started as something that they wanted to be accurate with now obviously it didn't end up that way with the three and a half inch lines but that is what it started as yeah um, aesthetically I love the look of the uh, hazard walker I agree that is just um, so cool unit wise look. again this is like they all have very strong places I think my preference goes towards the tank, but it's not to say that it's better than the others. Um, I, I honestly could see myself fielding all three of them. Um, 
I think the Hydra is probably like the the solid money one uh, for for two reasons. Okay, three reasons actually. Um, the scanner array that's yeah. going to allow you to focus yeah. fire something down really quick. And in the case of you know you know uh, what is it your Coyote Walker or whatever with the Zara, the, yeah. The well, no, the the Shaltari one where it's like I'm going to shoot through everything. You know, like oh, focus on that. Yeah, stuff like that. That's a great little ability. Your double missile pod, that's a decent little weapon. I mean, I understand enough that, you know, you know, you what uh it's an energy of eight, so that's on the little, you know, above fifty percent average as far as the game goes, if I'm understanding correctly, right? Something like that. And then, you know, its range is decent. I mean, thirty six inches, that's a majority of the board. So and then it's seventy points. You know, it's 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 a command it's a command unit that's not gonna eat up a lot of points for your army. That being said, though, that tank, holy smoke. Let, let me sit there and eat your face with that tank. Bars, yeah. Eight and a half inch shells at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'd probably, yeah. I would probably go with the tank, too. I mean, yes, it's slow, so you're going to have to use the drop ship to, uh, that's specialized to carry oh, that, yeah. to move, move it around uh, yeah. to get in position first. But, Two inch move, jeez. Yeah. Well, well, that, that is the game, though. Yeah. That's PHR. PHR is very slow too. They've kind of beefed it up a little bit for PHR for their walkers. They've moved, allowed them to move a little bit. But um, just how much devastation you can do with that cannon, it's going to be nasty. In regards um, to the infiltrate rule, now I haven't looked this up, but I'm just going by memory here. So if I'm wrong, Michelle, it's okay. I'm allowed to be wrong. I'm just thinking of the way that resistance works in the game is that they have those drills that can come up from the ground and the forces can come out of those. Maybe the infiltrate is how far out of the drill it comes or how far away from the enemy it has to be to be fielded there. It's either that or it's what you said, which is that it's an extra 12 inches in. So if you look at the the icons, you got the little bus icon for the hazard walker. It's going to have to be carried in on a Leviathan craft. It's not going to be ah, based, okay. on, it's based on the, the transport um, icons that they have it on there. Yeah. No, well, I'm wrong then. That's right. It was just a thought. Yep. I'm just I'm All just right. Preparing. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I was just looking at the, uh, the, the Napoleon heavy tank, um, which, uh, let me... So that's actually really interesting. Uh, the Napoleon heavy tank is 20 points more. And it doesn't have a gun that shoots an eight and a half inch round, you know, anywhere it wants to on the board. So that Alexander heavy tank, uh, that's that's actually really solid. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. there's a reason I want it. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, upcoming events. At the apex of I can finally listen to that without roll without doing this. No, no, you just did it. It still counts. <laughs> <laughs> all right upcoming events um all right we have the conquest gaming convention coming up in april of next year from the 15th to the 17th of april uh if you want information on that it's conquest.a for apple s for sam n for nelly dot au uh we also have on the 27th of november the toowoomba conquest tournament is happening at Battle Station Toowoomba on the 27th of November. I just said that. Uh, 1,200 points. It's arrive at 10 a.m. for a 10.30 start. $20 for the day, which includes your lunch. And that one is an old one, so I won't read that one. But PAC 
X has confirmed that it's returning next year. We do not have dates yet. For those that are wondering what pack X is, that's the convention that I went to a year and a half ago where I was demoing Drop Fleet. So hopefully I'll be able to attend that again. It's kind of a very much a you come along to test games and play games type thing. It's very much it's board games, it's role playing games and it's tabletop games. So it's very much hands on, kind of like the um, the one that Michelle helps run and goes to quite regularly. Um, I can't remember what that one's called now for some reason. Spiel Essen? Is it Spiel Essen or is that the other one? No, it's, it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us in the notes about how we're bad for forgetting, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> we're horrible oh, friends. It's not that we don't care. There's a lot of things to remember. And we just can't be bothered. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you to those that support us. If you're in a position where you can consider doing that, for only $2 a month, you can support us on Patreon. You get immediate access to the video version of this podcast when the audio goes live, as opposed to having to wait until the following week, like the rest of the world. Um, You also get early access to at least 80% of the videos that we post on our YouTube channel. Um, And you can find that at patreon.com slash getting tabled. You can also find us on Facebook, which is at facebook.com slash getting tabled. And our YouTube now actually has a proper unique thing. YouTube.com slash getting tabled. I know that that's going to be a huge surprise to everybody. I know, right? It's almost like we have a brand. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for those that came across and started subscribing to us after the conquest month that I did, because that's what got us over the line to finally be allowed to to get that. Uh, if you would like to reach out to our team and ask us questions or ask if we can cover something, ask our opinion on something, maybe we'll cover it in the show. Uh, gettingtabled at gmail.com, Twitter at gettingtabled, Instagram at gettingtabled, and we have a website, gettingtabled.weebly.com. We just need to get that, so it's just it's just gettingtabled.com at some point. That, that that's, a, that's in the future, though. <laughs> <laughs> we need more Patreon supporters before we can we, afford that. We do. Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, until then, though, um, this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. You could look less creepy when you do that, just just so you know, Bruce. <laughs> no, I couldn't. That was the fun. That was the fun of it.